If you're over 40 and want to be the best version of yourself, Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence is here to help. Clarence Ferguson is a seasoned loan officer, fitness expert, personal chef, and entrepreneur who leads a revolution of men and women who want to live their best life going into middle age. Inspiring dialogue, challenging topics, and industry leaders are here offering tips and how-tos to improve your life. Now, here's Coach Clarence. What's going on, everybody? We are three days away from Stuff Your Face Day. And um, I'm in the room with four women, and it's going to probably get scary. I've got a brunette, I've got a redhead, and two blondes. Sounds like a story. Clarence Angels. <laughs> there we go. Oh, no, we're no angels. <laughs> I would need her voice to be. So I'm pretty excited about this interview because I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks, only because her name is so fascinating. Dr. Hot Flash, professionally known as Dr. Angela DeRosa. So you know how I do it. I let them introduce themselves. So tell me about you and why are you Wait, Dr. Thought, Hot Flash? Let's jump right into that. Wait a minute. I thought we had a special welcome for Dr. Hot oh, Flash. Oh, yeah. that. We're happy to have you here. I could come up with something else. <laughs> no, that's good. So why are you Dr. Why Hot Why am Flash? I Dr. Hot Flash? Well, um, first was known as Dr. Angela DeRosa, practicing here in town, and it was actually a group of women who are my dear friends. It calls us the Golden Girls. And we range in age from nine years old all the way up to 70 years old. But we get together on a regular basis, and unfortunately, I went through menopause at 35, which was a whole host of terrors that we can get into <laughs> as we start talking. But uh, because of that, and also because I specialize in hormonal medicine for women and men over um, any time of their life, as long as they have hormone decline, they thought it was appropriate to start calling me Dr. Hot Flash. So uh, you would think it would be a funny sex story. But it, really, it can be. It, it was a tragic it's sex story. It's early in the interview. Don't worry. We'll set you up. <laughs> it's coming. Trust me. <laughs> But unfortunately, it was just because of my menopausal status and that I treat a lot of menopausal women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So your whole practice is based on really just treating hormones and issues Mm -hmm. with hormones. Mm -hmm. Um, Since I'm a guy, I'll start first with that. What are some signs that men might be suffering from hormone issues? Well, I love how you already started with the man. Shouldn't the women come first? So, yes, there's man. three of you guys in there. We're going to get to that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just asking for a friend. All right. Liar, you're asking for yourself. Come on now. So testosterone deficiency. So a lot of this applies to both men and women. Okay. So first off, we start seeing mood disorders. So we become apathetic, irritable. Um, I, you just don't tolerate stupid as much as you used to before. You might have anxiety panic attacks. I was going to say, I depression. like that part about the not tolerating <laughs> stupid anymore. That's, That's pretty like cool. That's like the last 20 years of my life. Should I see you? Should I book an appointment? I think we might have to talk. <laughs> okay. So it really starts with that. And then also a decline in executive function, thinking you're just not as sharp as you usually would be. Um, but what men typically focus on, and I say there's only three ways to get a man to a doctor. Either a woman drags them in, they come in in an ambulance, or they have erectile dysfunction. So <laughs> that's it. Well, we may need to pro- <laughs> keep going. So that's usually what brings men in if their wives haven't already dragged them in for those other things. Um, and often weight gain, midsection weight gain, but it's really the libido issue, and they're starting to have issues with erections. Okay. Well, 90% of my clients are women. So what are some signs that everything they're doing, right, eating, mm-hmm. working out, what are some things that they can 
you know, point to that may lead them to book an appointment with you. Well, what's interesting with women in particular, the reason women come to us is they're losing their hair, which is usually thyroid or estrogen deficiency, or they're fatigued all the time, which God knows with all the stress in our environment, we're being chased by a T-Rex every single day. Or the men are driving us or nuts. Or the men are driving us nuts, I knew exactly. I go there. Or weight gain. And what's interesting is we see a lot of women who are saying they're working out, they're exercising, they're doing all the right things, but they can't gain a, uh, lose a pound, or they're gaining weight, and they're right. watching their husbands do the same thing, and they're like, dropping like weight like flies so here's the big difference testosterone is essential for for weight management and why is that so and this is why you guys lose weight faster than us and it's biologically annoying because mother nature already set us up behind the eight ball when we eat a meal so if you eat let's say a candy bar you get an instant spike in sugar right right so but if you eat a chicken breast it kind of is a slow uptick so it's easier for the body to manage the slow uptick but if you have these either way once you eat those candy bars or chicken breast it converts to sugar, no matter what it is. So where does that sugar go? Well, it has to go somewhere, and it's actually testosterone's job to facilitate its movement from the bloodstream into the muscle so the muscle can burn it for energy. If you lose your testosterone, that doesn't happen anymore, so now the pancreas gets taxed with more and more insulin getting pumped out, which loves to then store that glucose as fat. So men have more muscle, more testosterone, they burn more effectively. some of the women at the gym? <laughs> I might challenge that theory. <laughs> Well, they're trying to go against Mother Nature. Oh, okay. But if you lose your testosterone, which women typically do in their late 30s, early 40s, you're, you're, you're already being set up against doing everything right. It's just not going to work as well because your body's working against you. And to make things worse, about a half of women by the time they're 40 have low thyroid, which is the engine of the body. So men start to have those symptoms of testosterone, usually late 40s, early 50s now. We're starting to see that even sooner. But testosterone is Mother's Nature's way of dealing with sugar. But in medicine, what we see is those hemoglobin A1Cs, which is the indicator in the blood that says, yeah, you're becoming pre-diabetic or diabetic. Those start to rise. But what do we do? We say, go eat right, exercise more. We might slap you on some metformin and all these other BS drugs that patients don't really need when actually they need testosterone. And those levels correct within a month. So do you find that people are uncomfortable talking about that? Like the energy or their sex drive is gone, especially men. But, I mean, do you find that women have that issue Women, well? we have no issue talking. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> no. Really? Are there forums women that I might join? Talk, 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 talk. Our number one driver of our market, we didn't need to do a major marketing strategy. We just need women to talk. That's the best way. Women want to talk. And I love the men in the practice because I call them the comedic relief. Because women, we cry. We want to talk about everything. The men come in and they just, let me fix my, fix my penis. Give me an erection. <laughs> That's all they want. They, they're just like cut and dry. Let's go. Give me the fix where women want to talk about it. So. I see. So I've worked with lots of doctors, like mostly men, believe it or not. And tell me, I've always been curious about these pellets. Tell me what pellets mm. are. So there's lots of ways to replace hormones, but I believe the gold standard is the pellet. And people are afraid of the pellet because they, they think it's some really big, huge instrumentation that we're going to put in the body that's going to be really, really difficult to insert, and it's going to be ginormous. Pellets are about the size of a Tic Tac. Okay. Pure hormones. So I can do pellets with estrogen, testosterone. We take a little teeny incision, which is probably one to two millimeters. If you know what that looks like, it's tiny. It's like a little scratch. And we have an instrument that drops the pellets underneath the skin in the fat right in the buttock area. Mm -hmm. And most of us women have plenty of fat to work with. Some of the guys, not, not so much, because <laughs> we get the no-acid-all syndrome for the guys But as they get older. But certainly with the women, we've got plenty to work with. And we drop them in there, and they do a slow release. 
nice, even, steady state over three to four months. Well, mm. this is not foreign to me because a few of my female clients mm. have told me, oh, I'm getting my pellets. I feel mm-hmm. so much better. They're stronger. They have more energy. Um, what are some cons with taking testosterone? There's always pros and cons with any kind of well, medicine. Well, let's break it down by sexes because <laughs> they get managed different ways. Women, typically, if we dose it too high, and that comes down to me, the clinician, to make sure I'm not doing it too high. If it gets way too high and out of control, they can get excessive acne, excessive facial hair. Um, and it's always funny to me because women are always so worried, oh, I'm going to get facial hair. But if I do it right, you may have to pluck one or two black hairs every now and then. And I always tell my patients, if I were to give you a million-dollar house and I ask you to mow the lawn once a month, would you still want the house? And that's, they've got to put it into perspective because if I'm giving them energy, I'm giving them libido, they have their mood back, they get their life back, they're able to gain, lose the weight that they're trying and all these wonderful things, but they're worried about a freaking chin hair. <laughs> but um, if, I, if somebody over treats them with testosterone too high for too long, however, they can get um, cystic acne, they can get voice deepening, clitoral enlargement, um, lipids that go up. So there can be some problems and you've got to watch for those things. Now, men, on you guys are always interesting to deal with because no matter what we do, they always want more. They think more is better, and it's not always better. It's just more, and sometimes it's harmful. Okay. And men typically do not complain of testosterone excess. Occasionally, if you get like the, some, first off, you have to distinguish between testosterone and the anabolics that are going on. And people often confuse the growth hormone anabolics and testosterone. They're different animals. The growth hormone and all that stuff, we're going to take off the table, but that is bad for the body if it's done improperly or in in proper situations. But with testosterone, it still causes muscle mass and all those wonderful things, but very, very, very rarely, if it's way too high, men might get rage, they might see acne, but that's more common with the growth hormone derivatives. Now, with that said, most guys have zero symptoms of testosterone excess. They just want more, but what happens metabolically, their blood gets too thick. Because testosterone is supposed to pump out red blood cells. It makes the bone marrow work and give you red blood cells so you can oxygenate, you have more energy, you can have better endurance, better recovery. But if it goes too far, your blood gets too thick, and then you get at risk for stroke, heart attack, high blood pressure, and all kinds of complications. So it's my job to monitor to make sure we're not pushing too hard because the guys are always going to want more because they think it's better. Because they want to be bigger, bigger, stronger, better. Faster. They think it's. Yeah, but unfortunately, if you get to a point, it's going to make things slower. But let me just say this for the men out there. You realize we do this for you guys because this is what we think that you want to see, bigger, stronger, faster, last longer. (laughs) Seriously? Because this is what we see in the memes. (laughs) This is what men are doing it for. If they buy a nice, fancy car, it's for you guys. No, it's to impress your friends. If they get six-pack abs and muscles, it's for you guys. (laughs) So. I don't, I, mean, I don't buy that. I don't back. buy that either because I've spent the latter part of my life telling men that size doesn't matter and you don't need to impress me. That's no, size unicorn. does matter. Let's oh, whoa. <laughs> no, not necessarily. If a man knows what he's doing, size does oh, not you're talk- matter. We're talking about different things. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're obvious because you, you can agree with me on that. If a man knows what he's doing, it oh, doesn't. Absolutely. See? Absolutely. And it really, men, they, they do all these outrageous things, and they're honestly doing it to impress their, each other. Just like women dress to impress other women, we're not dressing to impress you guys. And they're not working out to impress us. They're doing it for their own egos and, and to impress each other. It's sure about the alpha male thing, right? You guys no. are trying to see who's bigger and better and who's on top of the hill. Right, so we can find the queen and who's going to serve in our kingdom. <laughs> but again, that's not about pleasing us. That's about your own needs. What a tumultuous <laughs> cycle. <laughs> My gosh. 
So let's not kid ourselves. It's about okay. you, you want to accomplish. I just know from being a guy, <laughs> 50 years, a little skinny guy is not going to get looked at where the guy who's, you know, Steve Reeves, he's Superman. That's not true. No. Okay, I will say one name. Who's the guy who plays Aquaman? Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, Jason. Yeah. See, you notice the name <laughs> pops right up. The Rock. Yeah, yeah. well. Well, we look see, at them. They're but. nice looking, but that doesn't mean because women like me don't find the tall, attractive men. It's usually the shorter, skinnier guys that are attracted to me. You just yeah. got a whole yeah. new block the geeky of followers. <laughs> it, it, to me, it, and look at it this way. It's like what you guys always say when you're dating younger women. As long as they keep their mouth shut, I do fine. But the second they open their mouth, all bets are off. I'm kind of done because there's no conversation, no commonality. If a guy has a great sense of humor, and we've talked about this on past shows, yep. it doesn't matter what his physical appearance is. I've dated guys 20 years younger than me that most people would look at me and say, that guy doesn't fit you. But I went out with a guy 28 years old when I was 48. He was overweight, just a couple of inches taller than me, but he was such a sweetheart. We had a lot in common. We could joke about things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I took a trip to the other side and I was good with it. It lasted yeah. for a little while and it was fun, but... No, it's not all about nope. that. Women typically want someone who's going to listen to them, empathize with them, make them feel good, make them laugh, and ha have a job would be a good start. <laughs> and if they're good in the sack, that's the bonus plan. Oh, that's like that's the bonus women do plan. a lot of dumb yeah. things. They for good sell sex. those guys in Circle K. <laughs> Mr. Perv, you know the guy you push him. He goes, "I want to watch TV and talk to you." <laughs> no thanks. I'll stick with Bob. <laughs> We all love Bob. <laughs> Just got to change the batteries out once in a while. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, of all the different ways of medicine and treating different issues, what made you get into hormones? Uh, so, really, it was a, a personal intersection, of a, a professional and a personal crisis of intersection. So, what happened when I was in medical school, I started experiencing all the perimenopausal symptoms, hot flashes, night sweats, mood swings, depression, gaining weight, uh, just was, my quality of life was tanking. I was, the worst thing though, and you'll relate to this as a, someone who's really into fitness, is when I was trying to work out, I would pass out. And I was like, getting on ellipticals or, or treadmills, and all of a sudden I'd get, my heart rate would go through the roof and I'd pass out. And what I was having were runs of VTAC, and it was an extreme scenario where my estrogen deficiency was actually causing arrhythmias. And it's actually more common than we think. And one of the more common estrogen deficiencies in women is heart palpitations. So I was having all these symptoms in medical school in my residency, and nobody could tell me what was happening to me. And every and that that was back in the um, late '80s or, or excuse me, in the mid '90s when that was like, happening. And everyone said, "Oh, there, there, sweetheart, you're just stressed. You need to sleep more. Do all these wonderful things." And it wasn't until much later I looked back in hindsight. I went through menopause at 35. But I was having all of these symptoms in my mid-20s and late-20s, and nobody could help me. And if anything, I was treated so patronistically. I was put on five medications to control my mood, beta blockers to control my heart. I was on cholesterol medication because, my, uh, because of thyroid issues, we figured out later. But by the time I was 30 years old, I was on five meds. I didn't need one of them. I needed hormones. So I built my career understanding the role of hormones, not only in how people feel, but how it affects us from a chronic disease state prevention and management. Because testosterone deficiency leads to insulin resistance, which leads to diabetes, which leads to heart attacks. Thyroid disorders lead to high cholesterol, which leads to heart disease, which leads to heart attacks and strokes. And you just can go down the list. Estrogen deficiency leads to hypertension, which leads to heart attacks and strokes. Testosterone deficiency, vitamin D deficiency, estrogen deficiency, thyroid disorders, all cause inflammation, which leads to cancers. 
And it's all about understanding not only, it's not just about hot flashes and erections, and that's, we joke about it, and we talk, and it's fun to talk about, and they affect our day-to-day life, but if we want to live well, we've got to get these hormones placed, but there's a billion-dollar industry that is making money off the backs of us being sick. Of course. And it's, it's absurd. We, not that meds are bad, they should just be used appropriately, but we've got to get to the root causes before we treat symptoms. So what would you say to someone who said, well, you just need to eat better and have a healthier lifestyle? And that makes me crazy um, when you tell patients that in isolation. And because if you, if you, those things are wonderful. We should eat right. We should um, exercise. We should do all of those great things. But if your body is missing some essential tools to be able to take those activities and turn them into positive things, you're basically setting up the patient for failure. Because if I tell a patient, oh, I'm not going to fix your thyroid, your testosterone deficient, so your metabolism sucks, you can't burn glucose, but go work out and exercise and let's see how well you do. It's patronistic and it's unrealistic and it sets our patients up for failure and it makes them feel bad. So we, I always tell my patients, you know, I'm going to start harassing you about eating right and exercising more once I give you the tools. But if I don't do that first, I'm not helping you and I'm not supporting you. So what's a typical appointment like when someone comes to see you? What do you do? You do a consultation? Do you just do blood work? What do you do? So really it's about assessing the patient and listening to them because a lot of, especially the women, they want to be listened to and you want to hear their story. We want to know what's actually happening. And the other thing we have to be careful is not to make the assumption that everything is hormones because we can get tunnel vision and assume everything's going on so they can come in with hot flashes and they could have malaria. (laughs) I mean, just as an extreme example or they could be um, having severe fatigue, but they could have a severe anemia from a cancer, a bone cancer, or blood cancer, or various other things. So we have to be careful not to assume. So we need to do a good intake. We need to do labs. Labs are very helpful at assessing hormone deficiencies, so we know where we're starting. And when we treat, we know where we got to. And then um, once we get all of that information together, then we come up with a treatment plan that's ideal for each patient. So why do you think a lot of doctors rush to metformin? <laughs> Because it's easy. And, and what's really interesting, it's easy, it doesn't take time. And scary thing is probably 60% of traditionally trained doctors don't understand the role of testosterone in women and men, and in particular in its, in its metabolism effect in insulin resistance. But outside of the U.S., Europeans, I mean, docs worldwide get it. They, know, they use testosterone before they even go to metformin in a lot of their algorithms. But we here in the United States, we're so arrogant that we think if there's no data from the U.S., it can't be good. But there's plethora of great data from Australia, from Rome, Italy, from all over the world that knows and gets this, but our docs don't. Gotcha. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Dr. Hot Flash. Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence. We'll be back right after this. Clarence Ferguson is a senior loan officer with Veritas Funding, offering personalized mortgage solutions, fast customized quotes, great rates and service with integrity. Clarence Ferguson is a leading mortgage professional and loan officer in Arizona, passionate about closing deals, education, and helping you reach your goals. If you're looking to refinance or purchase a home, please contact him at 602-299-9357 or email him at cferguson at vfund.com. NMLS number 1920746 And now back to Fit Over 40. Here's your host, Coach Clarence. <laughs> 
Okay, so we're back with Dr. Hot Flash, and I have a question for you. Um, and it's a t- touchy subject. I think mm. a subject more for men than women. Um, okay. Like they're getting later in life. They have kids. They're working full time. And there's the spice that originally spiced <laughs> things up in the bedroom has kind of become not so spicy, if you will. What advice would you give to women? Then we'll go to men next because men are too macho to admit that they use, use mashed potatoes. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah mashed show. potatoes was brought up in a previous <laughs> oh show. God. I think I need to know more about this mashed too. potato thing. Well, we'll have to get into that. We'll have Laura actually get on the mic and discuss her mashed yeah, potato. I, I'm very curious about this mashed potato because I may have to incorporate this into my yeah. This could be some good for you. <laughs> I mean, I may be missing something. Sometimes I just can't let things go when they're that. I funny, know, and I'm know? cooking this week, and I'm going to see those mashed potatoes and see. Laura's face and it's just going to be different <laughs> he's going to have to run off to the restroom before the crowd <laughs> oh my god somebody please tell me what the mashed potato thing is why don't you tell her You're, Laura jump on and tell me grab that mic honey and fill her in you, can't, you can run but you can't hide we were talking about dieting and eating right at the holidays <laughs> and then I have a problem because I love any kind of potato that's not a problem that's I mean any kind of potato but my favorite is mashed potatoes with gravy. Nice. Somehow this conversation turned and became, well, wouldn't it be swell if some man ate mashed potatoes and gravy off my body? <laughs> She's the one that took it, it there. T- it t- it that t- just it took a turn. Disgusting. <laughs> it, was, it was unexpected. <laughs> she revealed the dark side. The dark Laura. side of Laura. <laughs> All right, Thanksgiving dinner is just not going to be right, the same. Be the no. same. Would you right? like some mashed potatoes? <laughs> no. no. Where have no. they been? Where have they Where been? been? Just Laura say no. Go. Just say no. <laughs> okay, so, so spice. So Okay, yeah. Spice in the bedroom is gone, and that's a problem because people don't want to talk about it. For well, some couples, at well, least. Well, first and foremost, it comes down to, again, you've got to make sure that people are primed. So if, if men, typically, they're always primed. A man not is basic, always. not always true, but when it comes to testosterone, and it affects libido. So a lot of women come in, and they don't, they don't feel it anymore. And if they have low testosterone, they're not going to have any desire. But what's also interesting is you have to understand women's biology because I think it would be helpful. So he looks at me, biology. No, do tell. Hold on. Let me turn on my recorder. (laughs) First and foremost, in the first year of a relationship, women's hormonal makeup is in that horny state. It's kind of that I've got to have sex. I I feel it. I desire it. I'm going to initiate it. But biochemically at about... 16 to 18 months and some women it's sooner they switch to more of an oxytocin cuddling kind of hormonal makeup and it's biologically programmed and we can't fix it this is fascinating so unfortunately at that point women stop to stop initiating as much but they go into what's called a sexually neutral state meaning they don't it's not that they're desire not desiring sex but they need to be aroused first which means they need to have that massage, kissing the neck, doing all those things to kind of get us in the mood. And some- so you're saying I should wait 16 months to do all that stuff. <laughs> no, it means you better kiss a woman in all the right places, places. all the right ways, yes. baby. So women biologically listening, switch. I'm here for you. I'm just asking yep. questions. So that switch does happen. And again, I'm overgeneralizing. That doesn't happen for everyone in every relationship. And some are more women are more sexually aroused. But so if you lose their mm-hmm. testosterone, then also... That's a big biggie. You got to get their testosterone back in place, otherwise they're not going to mentally want to have sex because you need it. For men have 
plumbing problems. <laughs> Women have brain problems when it comes to sexual dysfunction. Yeah, say that again. I, I, just for those who may have turned the radio or look in the park and they turn the radio down, say that again. <laughs> so men have plumbing problems. Mm-hmm. Women have brain issues. So in other Got words, you. I love that. I so, want to say I, something I, on I wanna that. I want to follow you on all your social media. <laughs> I want to say now. something on this too because she brought up a very important mm-hmm. point, mm-hmm. and I want my sisters out there to understand this. And I know I'm probably going to catch some flack. Uh-oh. You but, catching flack? Oh, you bet. Imagine that. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it like it is, and she'll probably agree with me. Because it is very mental with a woman. Very mental. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of women that fake the O. Mm-hmm. Because they can't quite get there. They can't get out of their head. I have always told any man I've ever been with, look, it's not your fault if I can't get there. It's because I have too much on my mind, mm-hmm. and I can't shut it out. Because that's how it all starts. It is in our mind. Yeah, it's the to-do list on the ceiling while we're trying to... Right, or we're afraid of them seeing our body. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're yeah. worried. Back in the day, it was we were worried we were going to get pregnant if we didn't want to. Right. And knowing back... I actually had a tubal ligation done when I was 20 because I had lost my daughter, so mm. I didn't want to have any more kids. And that freed my mind up a lot about that. I still had other issues to mm. worry about, like protection from other things. But I was able to free my mind up, which allowed me to just kick back and enjoy what I was mm-hmm. doing. And I've always heard other women blame the men for that. And I'm like, no, yeah. that is not the man's fault. It is a very mental thing with us women. I'm so it's a good thing for guys. I agree with you because I think 90, 80% of the libido issues and sexuality issues and intimacy issues are with the women. And it's mainly, mainly because we're in our own heads. So once, if we can fix the testosterone, that's going to help. But if we're worried about, I got too much cellulite, I feel bloated after having that big meal, and, and, and it's, we're in our head, what are we going to do with the kids tomorrow? It's the to-do list. So it's really about understanding, and men need to know that they have to get a woman ready. You can't just do wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, throw her on the washing machine like you see in the Sometimes movies. Sometimes I like that. <laughs> but it's, you, they want to rub their back, give do the nice things. The kiss candles, them passionately, kiss them, man. That's them. the key to it all. Foreplay does matter in most cases for women. And it takes a lot longer. When we, you see these screens and the movies are in uh, television shows where they're having orgasms within one minute of starting and sometimes sooner. It, that is not realistic in most cases. It takes time. And unfortunately, we also get in our heads and say, oh, my God, it's taking too long. They might be getting tired, especially if you're engaging in oral sex. or It's just... They worry that it's that there's something wrong with them, and, and men, that they're worried that the men are judging them. So what should so in that scenario, now that some men have heard that, what should they do if it's like 20 minutes later and things haven't really progressed to that situation? What should a man do? Go take, back to the massage. Take the pressure off. I mean, or if, but if you have a, that's where I think sometimes sex gets better when you're in long-term relationships because you can be honest and you can talk. And really have that communication and take the pressure off and maybe laugh a little bit about it and realize yeah. that they're, they're you know, maybe my bad. hernia is really kicking <laughs> in. <laughs> Can we in. just wrap this one? <laughs> but the men have got to be able to have a sense of humor about it and also not get in their own head because then it creates this really bad cycle where then they start suffering on their end with plumbing problems. <laughs> yeah, she's not just, she's not into me. This isn't working. And it's not, yeah, it's that's, not often that. No. And people just have to get it. I mean, you're, you're already naked embroiled in each other's flesh many times. Mm-hmm. So why can't you just be honest about it? Yeah. Why can't you just say it? Make it funny. Yeah. yeah and have a sense of humor about it. I think humor is really important to take the pressure off. And also communication and being able to say, hey, does this not feel quite right? Is there something else I could be doing? And ask, because women are also terrible at 
asking for what we want because then we think we're being slutty or something and it's really inappropriate. I had an, I mm-hmm. had an occasion a while back. I've been known as a bed breaker because it's happened a couple of times. <laughs> like literally? A I don't bed? know if I yeah. want to know this story. <laughs> no, what's so funny, what's so funny when I was dating the guy who was 20 years younger than me, um, we broke his bed in his apartment and there was like silence for two seconds and then we both just started busting up laughing <laughs> and he looked at me, he goes, I didn't know if you were going to be upset at me or if you were going to be laughing. I said, look, dude, it's your bed. I don't give a damn. It means we were having a good time. But then I, we broke my bed a few weeks later, which I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Can't we find better constructed stuff? It must have been Ikea or something. Well, I don't know what the hell he had, but I was on a bed in my parents' old house for like, I, oh God, what was it? Probably a 10-year-old frame that was around it, and it just went crashing the floor. I just, I find it funny. Yeah, it interrupts. You don't get to do your business and finish because yeah. now the laughing destroys everything. But it's like, I'm not laughing at you, dude. I'm laughing that we broke the bed. And he's like, cool, you're laughing because we're not stopping because we broke the bed. Yeah. So you just got to have fun and go yeah. with it. And also sometimes a change of scenery can help because a lot of times if you're in your own environment and you have kids running around, they can't get it. You're worried about the doors and being locked or just to get away. I know personally even I can't take a vacation at my own house because I always think there's something calling to be done <laughs> so but getting going to maybe a motel going something a little sexy so let's, mini vacation. The car. let's go to the men so mm-hmm. how would men address their plumbing issues <laughs> well first off again it starts with the foundation of testosterone some men unfortunately as they get older they may have circulatory issues just the the plumbing's just not as effective as it was and that's where sometimes the cialis and viagra's work great However, I just want to back up to people think, oh, we need a pink pill for women. Viagra. It's not going to work, again, because it's in the brain. We need testosterone. So we need a brain pill. We need a brain. Uh, testosterone. We do. You, we Dr. have a. I'm just going to tell you, my favorite woman on the planet. I like her too, man. Can I we keep her? Got to work on that brain pill. Right. Well, that is so good for arguments. Now, I'm going, we're going to reference Dr. Hofflash since you're not giving me any credibility. She, play part two right about 357 where she references the brain, brain pill. pill. <laughs> and the brain pill is testosterone. By the way. <laughs> I was going to say, because I always thought it, the, the man's brain was below the belt anyway, so there's easy ways to take care of that, right? Yes. There's the brain pill. Yeah. Did I just go there? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the little voice in my head. He comes out once in a while. And a multiple personality defect. <laughs> that's the testosterone side of me. But with men, actually, the interesting thing is commercially, they, they always seem to get what they want, because never stand in between a man and his penis and any kind of problems with that. But a woman, we they give us constantly antidepressants if something goes wrong and that's not the issue but men they've got testosterone products commercially available we do not uh, they've got erectile dysfunction drugs on the market that they can we can use and then if those all fail we've got injections that can help that help vasodilate the penis and bring blood flow and then there's also like peptides pt141 which Suzanne Summers claims her and her husband have sex three times a day because of. I mean, I think it's a little bit extreme, but, you know, I don't know. have I'd at like, it. If she's doing I, it, I'm proud of dude, her. Dude, I'd like to have it three <laughs> times a day. That'd be cool. I know. But so PT-141 is uh, this peptide which helps stimulate coin orgasmic potential. It helps with intimacy and that cuddling hormone again. And so what up. would you say a guy who's listening to this is just like really embarrassed? Maybe he's been macho all his life. He mm-hmm. was the big stud. Now he's... Less than the big stud. Well, tell him well, not. You got to come talk to someone. No, are you, would you be private? Would you laugh at him? Would you smirk <laughs> while he's like, tell me what's going on? He's like, nothing. Like literally nothing. nothing. Would you, no, would you I, be professional? Of course I have to be professional. And, and by the time a man comes to us, you know that he's really struggling. Because men, 
they always seem to want to have sex. The libido itself or that their desire for lack or not wanting to have sex is the last thing to go. It's usually the erection problem first. Um, so if they come in and they don't have a sense of libido, I know their testosterone's in the tank. But usually if they're struggling with erectile dysfunction, it, it's serious. But the funny thing is, is they joke about it in my office. It's very rare that they're serious about it because they want to take the tension down. They right. want to make it funny because otherwise if they have if it's serious, they're going to cry because for them, it's a really, really big deal. It's their manhood. Yeah. So if they come in and they're serious, obviously I'm super serious right there with them. If they're joking, I try to keep the same pace with them so that they feel comfortable, but also letting them know that it's very, very common. I mean, most men, by the time they're 45, 50, are going to have lower testosterone, which is going to lead to low libido, lower libido or erectile dysfunction. If The way our society is, I mean, you work with people who are overweight, smokers, eat terrible, all those things clog up the plumbing, and that's where those drugs can help. We've got ways to help most men now with erection issues. They shouldn't have to have problems. Should you talk to your partner if you're feeling some of those symptoms? Absolutely. I think communication is key. It's one of the First off, it's a great aphrodisiac, but number two, it, you you have to be honest with your partner because it often will take the pressure off because you may be putting more pressure on yourself than needs to be. Well, here's, here's another thought. I'm going to interrupt because you do have to talk to your partner because as women, I'm just going to say this, I've had it happen in my past, and I know women are very emotional when they think about this kind of stuff. If their man is having erectile issues, they blame, they blame she's going to think it's her fault, yep. and she's going to take that on, which is going to be so destructive to some their women. Sex. Now, some women are like, who you been sleeping with? Yeah, well, there are those too. <laughs> it's but- true. You must have had sex earlier today because you normally get excited. Yeah. Well, you can't help what goes on yeah. in a man's body, just like we can't help what goes on in ours. So women do take it personally. And also, we put a lot true. of pressure on that scenario because I think we're Right. Women, if something happens one time, they maybe have had a bad day or they got fired at work or something, and we, we expect them to drop at, get an erection on the fly at any time. And it's not Is that bad if you get an erection on the fly? I'm just <laughs> asking again for a, a listener who Depends just emailed. Depends on who you're in front of. <laughs> I was just reading these questions as they come along. <laughs> oh, my Oh my God! I'm, she's a doctor. This is a professional conversation. I could go to her. Well, if and say, you're getting erections really? with flies, I think we have bigger problems to address. <laughs> I'm just asking questions. They haven't cleaned their shorts, obviously, right? No, I mean, I thought you said an erection on the fly, and that's why I'm like, okay. She took it literally. I think you took, took it literally. Sorry, doctor. That's funny though. But is that a problem if a man is just bam? No, I think most of okay, men. I have a better question. I have heard from a lot of people. From a friend? Doctors. No, this is actually from a doctor and just mm-hmm. what people preach. If a man wakes up and he's at present, if you will, mm-hmm. is that healthy? Yes. It's a, Good. Most men wake up with morning erections. So he shouldn't That's be, normal. He shouldn't be labeled a pervert or no, what are thinking about? Biologically, men usually wake up. questions that are coming on the screen. No, <laughs> roll over, baby. It's time for no, fun. That's the girl I want to meet, not the Every morning, men wake up with morning erections. Mean, it's, it's a normal biological function because their testosterone levels actually spike in the morning. The circadian rhythm of it is where it's highest. And most men wake up with a morning erection. That's normal. And, and they die with one, too. That's really? Yeah. You can go to heaven just <laughs> find those bad that's, angels. That's how you know it's natural. Oh, well, that's not so bad, right? <laughs> that's how you know it's natural. Mother Nature has got it primed. So it's actually a really good time to take advantage of those things. And it's actually when we're testing. I agree. God, I love you, doctor. Doctor, I also, when, when we um, actually test men for erectional issues, because if we're worried, if there's a, some kind of concern about a psychological disorder or a psych component to it, we always ask about morning erections. Because that's, we'll tell because if they can't get in any other time, but they're able to have it in the morning, we know it's more in 
psychological versus I like that medical. you're honest about talking about the stuff because some of these issues for some people are taboo mm-hmm. and some women or men just won't say anything or they won't talk to their partners about it and then there's always this thing that I hear this from a lot of women if he's not excited about me he's doing he's getting that somewhere else so mm-hmm. that's that's yeah, and that might be true yeah. in some cases, I'm sure, but there's always some little bit of truth to that. But also, I think we 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 don't give men benefit of doubt, and I and I women you run for president in 2024. <laughs> I know we need a change. Make <laughs> <laughs> America great again and get women those pills they need. <laughs> I am right there with you. Will you be my running mate? I will. Trust me, we so will win in a we landslide. Have to a really good slogan. Instead yeah. of a stimulus check, you're going to stimulate the economy in the right way. You the right way. Yes, it is the oldest profession. Oh <laughs> so. Lord. But no, unfortunately, women are way too hard on men, and, and um, they're actually very sensitive and vulnerable creatures, and we beat up on you way too much. And I know. True. Every day I wake up feeling that way. <laughs> I need to be in a yeah. hug or just someone to tell. And me. we got to give men the benefit of the doubt and understand that they shouldn't have to be able to perform. On a Robin's notice. over there giving you a little stank eye. She no, I'm not. Like no, I'm not. I like her because that's exactly the way I feel. And I mm. see a lot of my male friends that get. I mean, I, I'm just like, dude, up. you know, and and they stay with some of these women, and I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, but you know, the way that you're being treated sucks. Because there's things you got to do, and and they're like, but the sex is great. I'm like, well, I'm sorry, honey, but you know, there's better. Can I say the word? Yes. There's better pussy out there than that kind of a headache. You know, it's like, why are you putting yourself through this? It's not even that you love this person. The sex is so great when it does happen, but you're being put through so much hell just to get some. Great sex can be an aphrodisiac, an addiction, and make you stupid. Dude, I've I've had great sex with guys, but when they get in the psycho mind, I'm done. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, no, no, you're acting more like a woman than I am. I don't. That's not me. Yeah. So I feel bad for my guy friends. I'm I'm with her on a lot of this. Men get a a raw deal a lot of times. Agreed. This is so awesome. I agree. (laughs) You need to be held. I do. He's gonna get his hugs after the show's over. Yeah. I apologize. So tell me about this book you have written. Oh, it's the uh, Women's Hormonal Health Survival Guide, How to Prevent Your Doctor from Slowly Killing You. <laughs> and it's really written, it was, it's written for the layperson, and uh, unfortunately a lot of my colleagues may not have a sense of humor about it, which they really should because it wasn't meant to be a slight on doctors because we, generally speaking, most doctors have good intentions and they want to help people. Unfortunately, there's a significant lack of education in this area, um, and unfortunately, there's a significant gender bias in medicine against women and getting proper treatments. And it was this was written specifically to be the the title was pip- purposely to be a little insightful to let people know that you know medicine is killing a lot of women because we're medicating them, we're giving them psych meds, we're giving all these things, and we just need some hormones. If we can get that properly balanced, we wouldn't need all this crap that's just toxic to our bodies. So the book is really written, um, it's a very quick read, 45 minutes. It's written very easy and simple to explain some complex things about Did you bring hormones. me one, too? I will get you a book okay. to read. Because you can understand women better. But it help, it's to help oh women educate. Oh, my God. That, that, uh, there's, how I much don't know. Working with me, he should get the, uh, the I'm education. I'm getting all kinds of education. I don't know <laughs> That and the mashed proper. potato lady, man. Come on. <laughs> we'll, we'll teach you something good, Coach. I am learning a lot about women being in the room with these women. Scares so. the hell out of you, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? it? It's you that or I'm working on a really big master plan. We're going to work on that pill together. I think we should. And yeah. President, uh, t- was it 2024? 2024. We're going to run. <laughs> Well, that'll be an interesting That'll be an interesting thing. ticket. <laughs> I'll be your campaign A very manager. handsome African-American man yeah. and a redhead. Yeah, it sounds like go. a fun time. We're going to set this world on fire for real. <laughs> 
You um, want real talk? We'll give you real talk. So how do people find you? Like, like me as a trainer, if mm-hmm. I wanted to refer one of my clients to you, how, do, how does that transaction yeah, so, work? How do you like the introduction? So you can get information in a lot of ways. Either go to drhotflash.com for just some education, um, getting copies of the book, or if you want to come see us clinically. Good news is now with the one thing, a couple good things that came out of COVID, but we can do virtual visits also across the country. The telemedicine laws have loosened. Um, but here in the Valley, Scottsdale, Chandler, and Glendale, we have clinics. It's DRM Integrative Health. Um, so you can go to drmintegrativehealth.com and you'll find us. Because usually I'll have a client, just in, mm-hmm. and I'm doing air quotes, doing everything right, mm-hmm. and they still just can't move the weight. Yeah. So that's when I would re- reach out to someone Absolutely. like you and say, run your numbers, you know. Absolutely. So you can come find us on the Internet, and we will definitely help you. Or you can call our office, 480-407-9007. So, well, I'm yep. going to tell you, I agree with you that women need to work on their mental stuff and not beating men up so much. This has been a very <laughs> that's it's out of all of that. That was his takeaway. No, because he heard it from two women, so he's going with that one. Well, there's a majority rule, and Laura's into mashed potatoes, so <laughs> her solution is mashed potatoes and gravy and, and gravy. Yeah, and that doesn't work for, for everybody. It works for her. I don't judge. I so, don't judge either. I'm doing something different. Do you have a question for me? Do I have a question? So how, how do you tell your patients or when you are not your patients, your clients, when they come in and say, you know what, I want to lose weight and exercise. How do you guide them? Well, I start with an intake form and I do a, about an hour conversation. And mm-hmm. I've been at this so long and I've worked with people like you. So I was excited to hear your perspective mm-hmm. and I like it. I'm glad to hear um, But I ask questions and I find out what they've been doing. And I do a food journal about a week long. I just want to see what mm-hmm. they're eating. And if they literally just say, hey, I'm doing everything. And if I, we can document that they're doing that, then I'm going to refer them to somebody like you. And then you'll send them back to me with, this is what they're doing. Because if they're taking testosterone, it does affect how their bodies are mm-hmm. changing. Because sometimes that, some women respond like men on testosterone. They get yeah. bigger. And that's a problem. So you want to definitely be working very well, Those are women who are super physiologic in levels. Because women yeah. shouldn't do that with normal I've had some women who've... Yeah. You know, then some of them kind of liked it, which was weird, but that's a whole other Because I deal with bodybuilders, too, and they want that. Hey, can you hook oh, me yeah. up with somebody and give me some tests? You know? Women shouldn't look like men. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> we need to be voluptuous and curvy. Yes. And, you're yeah. the best. This is a good job. Good job, Thanks, producer. <laughs> <laughs> and she's Clarence, nice and I not like bossy. <laughs> I like you, too. <laughs> he doesn't know me very well. Yeah, right. That all changed. I am a redhead. Yeah, you're in that 16-month, buddy. Time to start massaging and getting back to cuddling. <laughs> You always have a home here, Doc. <laughs> right, yes. So, yeah, well, so that's pretty much what I do. But that's I definitely right. work with you know, professionals like you because I figured it out that you can't answer everything with exercise and diet. No. And a lot of people struggle with that because they go, I'm doing everything. But I also do a little bit more component because I get men like that. Most of the time, they're referrals from their wives. And I do take a lifestyle approach, but I will tell them you need to get your level. I just say get your levels checked. Yeah, that's and, great. Because a lot of these guys are just, they're eating unhealthy, they're working ungodly hours some of the most successful men i know are underperforming in the other departments mm-hmm. because they i'm like let's switch that energy from how successful you are as a business person and put that into your life you know mm-hmm. balance it out and then go get some help go get your levels checked and find out what you're long but i do throw the lifestyle in there take a day off don't take that assignment That's don't fantastic. work so many days you know 
So that's a lot of trainers take that approach, and I think it's really wise and it's really insightful because they always want to push, 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 and, and make them feel. And some people, I'll say, yeah. we don't need to push because mm-hmm. you may say this person is completely drained. So maybe we just walk. Yeah. You know, maybe we don't lift weights. So it's it's different. It depends on the person. Yeah, I'd, you have. I'd come see you. Good. Mm-hmm. We can talk I about our plan to. to take over the world. Oh, yes, I like it. <laughs> the brain pill. The evil <laughs> world we're going to run. <laughs> 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 All right. So everybody, we'll see you next week. Um, this has been fun. I am like in awesome. my head. I'm going to create some things Thank here. You. And we'll All get right. your hugs afterwards. There we go. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence. Clarence Ferguson is a seasoned loan officer, fitness expert, personal chef, and entrepreneur who leads a revolution of men and women like you who want to live their best life going into middle age. Join us next time for more inspiring dialogue, challenging topics, and industry leaders offering tips and how-tos to improve your life right here on StarWorldWideNetworks.com and wherever you get your podcasts.